Hello, faithful Total Tuscany listeners. It's great to have you back. If you are new to the podcast, welcome to our community where we share our love for Tuscany and all things Italian. Now, before we get started, please take time to give this podcast a like. And if you are so inclined, a review. Two or three sentences will do. Likes and reviews help more people find us. Follow us on social media. Search Total Tuscany on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. As travel starts to open back up, you may be thinking about taking a trip to Tuscany. And we can help. Visit our website, TotalTuscany.com, or send us an email, TotalTuscany at gmail.com. This is the Total Tuscany Podcast, Episode 81. The Italian citizenship process isn't just about becoming a citizen. It's reconnecting your roots. It's finding stuff that was lost by generations. You lose this stuff within one generation, right? Within one generation, uh, names are forgotten. You know, my dad knew nothing about his grandfather, right? He knew he came from Italy and because he died 20 years before my dad was born. So uh, it, it just wasn't discussed. And, 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 and I have helped bring that back to life for my family. And I want to do that for other people. That's Nick Gibalisco on why he decided to get his Italian citizenship and second passport. It may be something that you've been contemplating as well, but the process is not as easy as it sounds. That's why even in the United States, when you want something or even need some help, it's important to know a guy. Welcome to another edition of the Total Tuscany Podcast. I'm Travis Justice. He is my broadcast partner, Mr. Pat Companion. Pat, I have very good news for you, my friend. Very, very good news. Tell me. What, well, what is it? Because you're getting too old to travel these days. Uh, I am actually uh, heading to Italy at the end of April. Since you ditched me last year, went to Sicily, uh -huh. didn't, didn't consider my feelings at all, no. uh, didn't consider my family's feelings at all, I am I'm going to uh, go to Italy, and I'm actually going to go to Tuscany, uh, uh, at the end of April and be there for the for, for a couple weeks. Uh, so they're inviting you what on the senior citizen project that they've got going on? <laughs> Is that how that's working? No, I see. I I just am a recent recipient of the AARP card. Uh, you're you're now a lifetime member uh, of the organization. <laughs> so for those of you who are picking up on our on our humor here or lack thereof, uh, Pat and I like to make fun of each other uh, about our age, and and we it's a guess of. Who's older? The truth is, Pat is older than me. I am older, but I look younger. <laughs> that's what he likes to believe. I don't necessarily think that's true, but our wives kind of get sick of us uh, having this back and forth banter when it comes to our age because they think we're a little sophomoric, which we are, and they would just like us to act our age instead of like we're still in high school. That isn't going to happen. <laughs> no. You know why? Because it keeps us young, right? It keeps us young. Yeah. But I, I truly am jealous that you're going in April. <laughs> I'm, ex I'm excited for it. You. you should be jealous because uh, it's, it's, I'm just going to go over there. I'm going to hang out in Florence. Uh, my wife is going with me. Uh, we're going we're gonna to entertain a, a couple of, uh, a nice couple that uh, purchased a trip actually uh, through a, a nonprofit foundation that I'm a part of, Scareaway Cancer. And so I'm going to entertain them for like the first three days of the trip. Uh, many people that you've heard on this podcast 
uh, are going to be assisting that couple. Uh, Anna's going to be driving them around for a, a nice wine tour. So if you need a wine tour in Tuscany, don't forget to, to, to cool tours is is where you need to go. Um, uh, Linda Sorgiovanni, who who runs Customized Italy, is going to do a nice foodie walk with them. So uh, there, there's so much to look forward to, and I just can't wait to, to 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 do it because I haven't I haven't really traveled that much. I haven't gone to Europe. I mean, the last time I went to Europe, I brought COVID home. I, I swear I brought COVID home right. uh, in uh, December of 2019 because I've never been so sick. You had COVID before COVID was here. I, I, I do, but I think my wife did too. And I'd never been so sick. I was laid up for like two weeks. I'd never miss work. Uh, but yes, finally, 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 I get to go back to Italy. And I get to go to Tuscany. I know you've been there. And since, you know, we, we've brought it up a, a number of times on this podcast, and that is because I'm not Italian. I have like zero Italian blood in me. I don't I'm a mutt, but I know I don't have any Italian blood in me. Yeah, but you're Italian with in spirit. Uh, that, that's 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 a, that's a good way to look at look, look at it. Um but you you brag about your Italian uh, blood that's in you and and that's why you went to to Sicily uh last fall and you came back like motivated like uh, I I I, I want to get my citizenship because you you would qualify for. It. Is that something you're still thinking about? I mean, I mean, how much has that consumed your time? You know, I'm I'm really. I, I, you're right. I came back motivated because uh, the reality is, you and I we've been we've been thinking about getting our own place over there for a long time. Well, I, I, you know what I'm upset about is that I found that you were looking for places in Italy. You found a beautiful place just south of Arezzo, and and. and, and and I, I wrote and said, hey, I want to buy this, or at least we want to look at it. Nobody ever got back to me. Nobody nobody contacted me. I was a little disappointed by some of those websites that have all these properties out there. And, and I wonder how many tire kickers they get where all oh, people are just like, they, they say they want to buy, but they have no freaking idea really what they're doing or right, how, to buy, right. how, to, how to buy property. They have to gauge how serious. Yeah. And I didn't mean to cut you off. I apologize. No, no, but, but I am I am interested, in, and uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking for it. Uh, I'm looking for citizenship, seeing what uh, what it takes. I'm super excited that we have Nick here in studio today uh, to discuss what that would look like, what that looks like for me, what it would look like for our uh, our listeners. Well, it's interesting because you you just kind of gave the secret away because for the first time ever, a very first time ever on the Total Tuscany podcast, because we normally talk to people all around the world and they have to Skype in and have those conversations, but we actually have an in-studio guest that is going to be a wealth of knowledge for people not just uh, in the United States, but maybe all over the world who are interested in getting their Italian citizenship. So in studio, welcome Nick Gibalisco. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, thanks for having me. It's going to be a great conversation, I think. I, I think it could be. Um, not could be. I think it will be. Um, let me ask you this, Nick. Are you an Italian citizen yet? I am. I am full, uh, full on. Got my Italian passport, and uh, as well as my three daughters, uh, they have theirs. Uh, that became automatic with them. How old a uh, guy are you? I'm 38. Wow! You, so you're young. I mean, usually it's old guys like yeah, Pat that want to start this process. Right. There's a lot of gray hair in this room, other than me. <laughs> well, hold well, on. Wait. I don't have any hair, so that's. Uh, <laughs> um, so before we get into the service you offer and the process of going through it. How did you, when, when did you decide, you know what, this is something I want to do. This is what I want to take my family down this road. Right. So, you know, my background is, is, uh, Italian bread and Omaha raised. Um, I, uh, 
it all goes back to family. My dad is one of eight and my mom is one of nine and all of them are married and all of them, I got 50 some cousins. And, and, uh, it all starts at, at, uh, uh, my grandma's house. I'm sitting there talking to good old uncle Vinny and, uh, and he's, uh, boasting about how he's closer to the motherland than I am. And, um, he can get Italian citizenship and I can't cause I'm too far removed. Well, that sparks my natural researching interest. And I dug down a hole that was never ending. And, and I went and researched how you become an Italian citizen. Can you become an Italian citizen? And, uh, it was a rabbit hole that I never thought would go so deep, but We'll, we'll, we'll get into how, how deep that thing goes, but <laughs> it was all basically a challenge from good old Uncle Vinny that uh, spurred this whole thing. Okay, do you Italians all have an Uncle Vinny? I, I really do. Yeah. <laughs> I think we do. Yeah, right. It's part it's of the process. prerequisite, I think. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I don't even know what heritage I am, and so I'm going to have to go take a genealogy test just to figure out what heritage I am. I, I, I know I'm not Italian. I, I do know that. I think I've got some Scottish in me. I know I've got some German in me. Uh, my wife is like one, she's 50% Czechoslovakian, 50% German. Uh, so that, that would mean of Pat and I, I, I could not qualify in any way to become an Italian citizen. Is that correct? Uh, there's, there, there are ways there, there are, um, ways that you can be a resident for a certain amount of time, uh, for someone that doesn't have lineage to Italy. That time is usually 10 years, unless you have some kind of other Italian heritage in your family, but um, anyone can become an Italian citizen if you if you have uh, the drive. You can go live there for ten years and and gain residency, and the police will come and check in on you to make sure you're staying at that residency, and uh, and you can apply through that way. Nick, how long did this process, this journey for you, take from start to finish? So, in, in speaking of terms of how long it takes other people versus me. I think I had, uh, I have a little more drive, right? I, 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 it was the only thing I was focused on for the amount of time. So, uh, you know, the challenge by uncle Vinny was issued in, I want to say the holidays of 18, 2018, December ish. And I started going, uh, researching nonstop on what it took um starting right in january of 19 my appointment with the consulate was september of 19 and then seven months later uh i was i was recognized as a citizen now that is you know if you look on any websites or any pages or whatever that's extremely fast to complete the process it's usually um you know two plus years to get that done and i was uh, right at less than a year, nine months, something like that. So, do you have your Italian passport? It's in my by, it, it's, it's in, in my backpack. backpack. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah. Um, have you used it yet? Just because of everything that's happened, have you been able to use it? So, no. I was recognized in May of 2020, and then everything shuts down, right, for COVID, and and the the consulate in Chicago um, was not taking appointments anymore, and and they weren't recognizing any citizens either. Um, so you couldn't get a passport appointment. You have to go to Chicago to get your passport. You have to go to your local Italian consulate for people that live in Nebraska, that's Chicago. So, 
they weren't taking appointments. And then finally, the summer of 2021, Chicago decided to open the doors for passport appointments again. And uh, my sister, who had piggybacked off of my application, uh, we went up there in September and uh, they issued us our passport and, and mailed it to us. So I just got the passport in September of, of 21. That, that was, what, what was that? Was that like getting your diploma? Was that like getting, you know, yeah. the graduating college? What, what was that like? Right. I, I feel for the people that are going through this process now because uh, they don't uh, right now they're doing mail in applications. So they're not doing, uh, you know, you don't have to go to Chicago and get to go to the consulate, which, you know, the consulate is a glorified office up there. Now it's on 500 East Michigan Street, East Michigan Avenue, and it's just an office. But it's still, you walk in there and you see the Consolato d'Italia and, uh, you know, you feel, you feel like you're completing the process. It's a, it's a definite stamp to put on, uh, on the process. So I do feel for the people that are mailing in their applications right now and don't, don't get the approval. Like I got the approval right there from the consulate officer that said, you're good to go. We just have to file it with Carlantini. Nick, how did that, I, we're going to talk about the fact that you have a company now that that actually helps individuals, families that want to go back and, and establish that citizenship. But I want, I want to know how it felt for you to actually complete that journey. And, and you took that challenge on from your uncle Vinny, but how did that feel that uh, you now hold that passport in your hands? So we talk about completing the journey there. Uh, we're not done. It's not over just because I have my Italian citizenship. Um, I, took that challenge from uncle Vinny and it turned into, Hey, my, my dad barely knew his grandpa's name. You know, you find this stuff out or along the road about your family. Cause you have to research your ancestors and whatnot. So there is no completing the journey, right? I I've never been to Italy myself. Right. So that's a major step in, in what, I would uh, figure is part of this process, right? Going to Italy as an Italian citizen is something I want to do. You mean you've never been? Never been. And here we've been like 10 times and I'm not even Italian. That's right, <laughs> right, right. So, uh, but the, um, I don't know how, the, the whatever you want to call it, respect, honor, I received from my family for now being the family historian because of this process, right? This is what the driver. And uh, I know more than about my both sides of my family than anyone in my family. And it's awesome to converse about that and bring it up at holidays. So that has really been the biggest reward of this whole process is uh, bringing Philadelphia Gibalisco, Francesco Scalzo back to life, Vincenzo Scalzo back to life and have those conversations with my cousins and my aunts and uncles and find out what they were about. That's what I think this journey provides. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people that'll go through this Italian citizenship process and never actually use the benefits of being a citizen, right? You're not going to live there. Uh, but the benefit of honoring your ancestors, the reason why you are here, uh, that's the journey and, and that's never ending. That is so cool. And I never thought of like that, of, of honoring your, your ancestors. Because I was actually going to ask you, because I, I know, Pat, we, we do talk about living there at some point, whether that's full year, half year, or whatever that is, just owning property. Um, you, you know, 
Italy has a, uh, an immigration problem now with its in, within its own citizens. Do you think now COVID has changed a lot of things, right? People have sat and gone, you know what? Screw the nine to five job. Screw the screw the the corporate thing. I, I found a way to make money from my laptop. I can work re- remotely. Do you think there's a possibility that people could start after this go, you know what? Discover like you did where you came from, the genealogy and go, I'm going to immigrate back home. Do you, do you think that I mean do you think that will happen? Do you think there's a possibility with that? One hundred thousand percent, right? I think that uh, the current state and technology provides that, right? It, it helps assist. I, you know, I've been working from home uh, for six weeks straight, and in 2020, it was for nine months out of my basement and more efficiently than I ever could have done in the office. So that alone will drive people to go live out their dreams outside of work. They're going to start to uh, live to work or work to live rather than live to work. Right. So, um, case in point, you know, my sis, my, my little sister, Mo, she piggybacked off of my, off of my application. And, and she had kind of an expedited process because of that. And, uh, she's a, a major in Spanish from, from UNO and whatnot, but she is getting her certificate to allow her to teach English as a second language, and she's going to jump ship and move into Spain and uh, and teach English as a second language. So that's one thing we'll get into, I'm sure. It was one of the benefits of being Italian citizen is that you're a citizen of the European Union, right? All 28 Shenzhen zone countries, you can live, work, and reside visa-free in all all of the European Union countries, not just Italy. Wow. And, 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 and so take me, before we dive into the services you offer, because uh, I brought this up before we started recording, and, th- and that is it seems to be Italy's a little easier to do this than because we brought up uh, that I may have a little Scottish right. in me. I don't have any Irish. Uh, my, my wife I did, does have a smidge of Irish, but it, it, it's, it's harder in some other countries to go to do exactly what you're doing in Italy, correct? Correct. So... Italy is, from what I have seen, right? I have a, a, a little Irish in me as well from my dad's side. And oh, that had to piss the, the ancestors off. Right. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all loving. They're all loving. Every, I needed a little Irish luck around, along this process. Uh, so I'm glad I had that. But, uh, you know, so I'm looking, as I got dual citizenship for Italy, I look into, can I get a triple citizenship from Ireland or Scotland? And uh, the rules surrounding that are, are extremely more difficult. Italy is by far what I've learned to be one of the easiest uh, countries to, to get citizenship from because they don't have a generational limit and they don't have a clause of the person before you had to have been recognized as Italian citizen before you were born. You can skip generations going back to the last Italian citizen and just prove you came from them, right? So uh, there, there is no limit as to how far you can go back. And a lot of people, such as Ireland and Scotland, they say you can jump back to your grandparents, but that's it. So Nick, there, there are right now Italian Americans from New York to you know L.A. listening to this, and they're saying that's amazing. How is it? How is it that we can do this? How do we? How is it? that you make this happen for these people and what services 
are you providing with your company? So let's go over the the uh, qualifications first. How do you- I'm going to pause you real yeah. quick because he, he 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 does this all the time, yeah, right? right? He skips the lead, and that is the name of your company is so damn cool. It's I know a guy. Right, right. <laughs> it's perfect. We, it really is. But I was saving that to last. <laughs> okay, no, you got to you got to you got to lead with that, man. That's, it's like I know a guy because sure. isn't that that's so Italian, right? Oh, I know a guy. I know a guy, right? right. I do know a guy. Yeah. Let's. Yes. It's always that way with with anything. I don't know how to do very much in life, but I always know a guy, right? I always, it, you, you run into the mechanic, to the painter, to the carpenter, and now it's to the dual citizenship extraordinaire. So take us through the process. So what, uh, what where, where does somebody say, to be fair and in, in, in full disclosure, uh, the benefit of somebody like Nick is they they help and expedite the process, guide you through the red tape that he's he, that he's already. Anybody can probably do this on their own. It's just a pain in the ass, is what oh, it really is. It's the, from my experience, you get people that want to DIY, right? And I did it myself, and and not without help from other websites and from what other people, and and uh, it's a lot of reading, and I probably made somewhere in the range of 500 to a thousand dollars worth of mistakes getting wrong and not wrong documentation but uh, a documentation I didn't need for the process right I, I went a little overboard just not knowing that I didn't have to do that right so you learn and um, but the the whole thing right with Italian citizenship is they have uh, in their constitution there's they're not a, a jure soil country right? If you're born in Italy, you are not an Italian citizen, right? You have to be born from an Italian citizen to be one. They have, it's a process that you'll hear and you go around and it's called jure sanguinis, which is Latin for right by blood, right? So that is, that is their whole qualification. You have to be born from an Italian citizen to become an Italian citizen. And the process that I went through is not applying to become an Italian citizen. I am an Italian citizen. Pat is an Italian citizen by from birth. You're going through the process of having it recognized. You need to have it recognized by the Italian government. To do that, you have to prove you were born from one. So my great-grandfather came over here in 1906, right? He was married, had a child over in Sicily, and he came here and never become a never became a US citizen, right? He passed away in 1935 from cancer and uh and burst five more kids while he was here. And he uh to every one of those, he passed on Italian citizen because he this Italian citizenship because he never broke the line, right? He never became a US citizen US citizen and renounced his Italian citizenship. So uh, there's there's cases such as in my mom's side where uh, her grandfather came over, had a kid, and then became an Italian citizen, had two more kids. Well, everyone that came from the first one qualifies. Everyone that came from the second one doesn't because the line was broken in the middle of having of having kids. So it's all due to was your intermediate ancestor if you have one uh born an italian citizen from 
the person that was born in Italy, the last Italian-born citizen born in Italy. So does that Italian citizen that's emigrated to the U.S., does that person have to have formally revoked their Italian citizenship to have cut the line, or did they do so when they became a, a U.S. citizen sometime in the 20s or 30s? So in the eyes of um, renunciation to a, to an Italian officer, right, that rarely happened. I've had a couple people contact me already through I know a guy, uh, and people are telling them that they lost their Italian citizenship when they left Italy. People, they lost it because they uh, be, went into the army. You know, it was it was very rare for someone to renounce their Italian citizenship to uh, the correct authority. The only time Italy ever recognizes a renunciation is if you did it to an Italian authority that has the authority to accept that renunciation. They don't care if you stood up in the military in the U.S. in World War II and say, I renounce all allegiances to other countries other than the U.S. That doesn't mean anything to Italy, right? You just are talking to the U.S. at that point. And uh, where, where we're going with that is there's a lot of misinformation out there on whether or not people qualify. There's a lot of caveats out there that people aren't aware of where uh, they think they're not qualified, so they give up on the process. But um, it is it, it can be as far as my Italian-born great-grandfather married someone with the last name of Johnson, but he married her. She's an Italian citizen. So if the line was severed through their Italian ancestor, it still lived on through the wife because she is an Italian citizen at, upon marriage, and now they can claim it through the wife even though she has no ties. So with the place to start here, um, because it, it, it sounds there's, it sounds like a number of different processes here, and you just tell me if I'm wrong, because because uh, you're, you're, the story is absolutely fabulous to me. It almost seems like you need to start at like Ancestry.com. If that, I mean, besides what what you right. hear through just family gatherings and stuff, it's probably it, yeah. do you have to start like the genealogy process first? Is that is that the right place to start? One hundred percent. I think the 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 easiest place to start, which it can be a, mis a little misleading are the United States, if you're a U.S. citizen, if you're living in America, is the United States censuses, the old censuses, right? So they had a, uh, a field in there where they asked citizenship. Are you an American citizen? And a lot of them, there's three different categories for that. A lot of them are AL, alien, right? You're, you're still a, a citizen of wherever you were born. There's PA, which is I filed my papers, hasn't been completed yet. And then there's NA, which is naturalized. I've, I've completed the U.S. naturalization process. And so if you look, I looked on there for my great-grandfather, Philadelphia Gibalisco. So I want to look, my, great, my grandfather was born in 1915. So the first census he would be on would be 1920, right? It goes by 10 years, decades. So I look at the 1920 census. I see Philadelphia, I see my grandpa, Sebastiano, and I see that Philadelphia is still an alien on that 1920 census, and he's already birthed my, my grandfather, so right there, qualified. Now I got to prove it, documentation-wise. 
So it, it, that is one of the best places to start. The misleading part on that is you can tell these census people whatever you want, right? They lied. They all, there's some of them that said, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm a citizen. Sure. And on the 1920 census, in my case, Philadelphia, yeah, my name's Jack. He put down Jack as his first name. So, and he was, you know, in, in some activities there that. But, but that was common, right? Cause they wanted to Americanize, right? In that, wasn't that kind of common back then? You know, the absolute reasoning will be lost to us, but if I'm going to be a sleuth here and try to try to put the pieces together, there's a few articles that may associate my great grandfather with some uh, bootlegging activities of the time. <laughs> and so uh, if you look on the 1920 census, uh, there was he had four brothers that were here and three of them were named Jack. Right. So I think it was out of out of uh, a, a possibility to, you know, hide where you are. And there is there was the Americanization of, of names there as well. So uh, whether or not I do have a lot of aunts or, or uncles and cousins that are named Jack. So it could have been that he went by that name. I, I don't know that for sure. So the lesson there, though, if any of our listeners have that problem where their great grandfather lied or they're not sure, there are ways to get around that. Is that correct? Absolutely. There, it, where, where there's a will, it may cost you a little extra money along the way too, because you may have to get a, a court order saying there's certain court orders, right? A lot of them went by nicknames. My great grandmother on my mom's side, they're going through my great grandmother. We'll get into that process too. But um, she went by Lula. I mean, there's some of them that didn't even know her her actual name was Vincenza, but. She went by Lula when she got here, and, and that was it. So on all of their birth certificates, death certificates, marriage certificates, it says their mother is Lula Vasurka. Well, Italy has no record of a Lula Vasurka. So what you have to do is go get those documents amended, and you have to put her actual name on it. You have to provide Nebraska Vital Statistics with, with the evidence, and uh, Nebraska specifically has a... Um, statute maybe i haven't directly seen it but i'm being told that that uh you can't amend a birth or marriage certificate for someone that's passed they don't see a reason for that right but when you're preventing my constitutional right in italy a judge will see that as valid reason so i've gone down the process and i've worked with a, a lawyer here in omaha and I'm fairly certain we're the first per people to do it is get a judgment uh, for Nebraska Vital Statistics to amend these records. So in, in the case of the misinformation or the dates don't line up, the names don't line up, you can have a it's basically a court ordered declaratory statement that says a judge says, yes, these are the same people or 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 you can get the documents amended just the, where we're at in the process right now, I can see a lot of people saying, screw this, I'm throwing my hands up, I'm done, right? I mean, because it's got to be mentally taxing, just emotionally exhausting at times. 100%. And that's where I know a guy comes into play, right? There are, what I've experienced is uh, you hit a speed bump, you hit a roadblock in these things, and you don't know where to go. You don't know how to resolve the issue. I've had the experience of 
uh, doing this, completing this process for a number of family members and a f- and and few clients here, and every single scenario is different, right? Every one of them have their own caveats and their own roadblocks, and I've been able to navigate a lot of them through all of these things. Um, a lot of people don't have the time to do it, right? So uh, you know, they that's where you hire my services, and I love this stuff. I love to go down the research. When I'm getting the documents for someone else, I am as interested into seeing what's the cause of death on that death certificate. What are the names that are showing up on that marriage certificate? You know, I'm as interested as they are to, to, to determine their history. And uh, the, the roadblock situation seems to be where most people fall down and just throw their hands up and they say they're not doing it. They're not going to complete it. We talked about another roadblock that I want you to discuss with the listeners and then and make sure that they know that there's there's ways to get around that. Talk about following your lineage through your, your the grandmothers. Uh, and tell me, we talked off, off the record about uh, how that changed in 1948. Can you explain that? Right. So by law in the Italian Constitution women were not able to pass on Italian citizenship before 1948. Why 1948? I have no idea, right? So in the case of uh, my my mom's side of the family, right, it the line through the my mom's grandfather was severed by naturalization, but the line through the grandmother was kept alive, through my great-grandmother. So she gave birth to my grandmother in 1927. That's before 1948. So legally, she did not pass on citizenship to her daughter because of the law, how the Constitution works in Italy. So in our very fortunate progressive times, right, that law in Italy is now generally viewed as discriminatory, right? You're telling women they're not allowed to pass on citizenship as a man would. So there have been attempts by the Italian parliament to completely remove that clause from the Constitution. That takes a lot. That's, you know, admitting that you were wrong as a nation, right? That's tough to do. But there are a few lawyers that will argue that case in the court of Rome, right? So... The process I went through, the jury sanguinis process, go through Chicago, go through, you know, it's an all-male line, very, very, uh, very streamlined, everything's great. That is unavailable to them, but you find a way, right? So I have hired a lawyer in Italy who tells us all the documents we need to get, what he wants, and he will file that court case saying that all of my relatives here, they allow basically up to 10 applicants per case is the limit they kind of put on it. But they're arguing that my great-grandmother should have been able to pass on citizenship to my grandmother uh, because she was an Italian citizen at the time. Whether or not it was 1927 or not is irrelevant. So they're winning those cases, uh, you know, very majority, 95% of the time, and the 5% that they don't, they appeal it and they win it in, in appeal. So uh, the, the, if you have a, a female before, born before 1948 in your line, 
that complicates things, but it is for sure not over. And actually, uh, it's probably cheaper in the process because they got 10 people that are all getting the same documents and then they're paying a lawyer divided by 10. So it's it's cheaper in the long run to, to go that route. That being said, you don't have a choice, right? If you can go through that mail line, you have to go through that mail line, whether or not you have discrepancies or not. Say it's easier to go through the grandmother, but you have to go through the mail line if that is your line. It's interesting because you just explained a lot of stuff that I'm not smart enough to really understand, uh, but but I, I heard hire an Italian lawyer, you got lawyers here, and I think that people are already hearing cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. So I, I'm just going to ask you, on the low end, everything goes right, how much does something like this cost? What What's the low end of getting your citizenship? What's the high end of cost of getting your citizenship? So DIY, right? Do it yep. yourself, how I did it. I made a few mistakes. I ordered a few documents I didn't need to. Uh, I was in including the trips to Chicago, right? Right around 2,200 bucks. That's not bad. That's not a, that is, that's not obscene. And it could have been cheaper if you would have known what you were doing. Right, yes. right. And, you know, it's cheaper if you live in Chicago. Yeah. You know, I had to get two flights there, and 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 luckily I got some buddies. How there. many Italian consulates are there? In, let's just say we're talking to everybody in the United States here. How many different Italian consulates? Right, let's are? roll through them all. Chicago, Boston, New York, Washington, D.C., Miami, Houston, San Francisco, L.A., right? So Denver doesn't. I, it's just weird that, you know, you got a major. I, it just kind of surprised me that really it's. Right. right. Gotta, so there's a lot of honorary consulates. OK. So that and they're all over the place. Right. Honorary consulates. There's a few of them that have the authority to issue passports, visas, you know, smaller stuff. But act for for citizenship appointments, it's your main seven or eight that I did that I just named. And. You don't get to pick there either, right? They have jurisdictions. If you live in in Denver, Kansas, Iowa, Minnesota, Chicago, you got to go to Chicago, right? You live in L.A., Arizona, you got to go to L.A. You don't have a choice there. You have to be able to prove residency to to be uh, with that consulate. Man, that's great. So you gave the low end at twenty two. What what's the high? What what could somebody run into uh, on on the high end? Because if, if they're hiring lawyers and in Italy and right. here, what's the so high end? The, the, the high end, um, if you have to go through a maternal ancestor and hire the lawyer in Italy, um, you're looking right around anywhere from, it, it depends on how many generations you have to go yeah. back, but five to 10,000 for if you're solo, right? But that's just his fees. So get family members, right? Get as many as you can and that will that the lawyer will accept and you know you get 10 family members that's down to 500 bucks yeah that's you know? true that's so so nick a listener in uh, in new york right now is interested in, in pursuing this they they think they've got some information they maybe need to do a little bit more genealogy what's their first step and how do they reach you right so there's a there's a facebook page called i know a guy um citizenship and genealogy research uh you go to that website go to that facebook page and uh click send a message it'll get right to me Instagram is I know a guy 27 and uh, message me there or uh, email me at uh, I know a guy at jibilisco.org. So I know a guy at G I B I L I S C O.org. 
And so the, the great thing is, that if you're listening to this uh, podcast, well, if you've made it this far, that means you are listening. Uh, there are links to the Facebook page. There are links uh, to the Instagram page. And there will be a link uh, to, to the email in the write-up on the website and on the Podbean site as well. So just uh, look for that right here uh, on the site. So we'll provide links to that. So right. what, once somebody reaches out to you, what, what does that process look like? So we got to determine eligibility. That's the first thing we have to do. Do you qualify? Uh, you know, a lot of people are going back three generations, so they may not know their great-grandfather's uh, birthday or whatnot. So uh, you start out with as many names and dates and places as you can give me. And if you don't know whether or not you qualify, I'll do the research, right? I'll find out through Ancestry, through uh, website FamilySearch.org. And, and they have a lot of these documents online to where you can uh, at least determine if you qualify, right? So that once we determine the eligibility, then it's how much do you need my involvement, right? Are you a total 100% hands-off person and you want me to gather all your documents, which I will say this, the total hands-off package, if you will, still will require you to uh, be engaged a little bit, right? There's a certain documents that me being me, I don't have access to Pat's documents, right? I don't have the authorization to do that. But you can steer them down the right road of where to go. Definitely. And I have done for a few people where they'll sign power of attorney over and uh, I'll go down there and and get the documents myself. That being said, Nebraska, uh, you know, this is a relatively new process. I don't think they've dealt with um, a bunch of people coming down there to get generations old documents. And they see, you know, Jibalisco trying to get a companion document. They want us to know why and if I have the authorization to get that. So, uh, the first time I issued them a power of attorney um, document, they actually rejected it, right? So uh, we did come to an agreement where I figured out a way where they would issue me those documents. So where there's a will, there's a way, you know, the, the, and, uh, you know, Pat's on my side. He's always there for me to ask questions to uh, in, in, in a different capacities and whatnot. So um, then it's, it's, it's the how much do you want my involvement? I can be a consultant. I can do this and mail away for your documents. So in general, you have to, this process requires you to prove your lineage back to the last Italian born ancestor, right? Birth, death and marriage certified documents from you to that person. And all of them have to be translated into Italian. All of them have to have a special uh, certification called an apostille, which that allows a United States document to be recognized by a foreign government, right? So that's another process, right? And the my fees are determined by how much involvement you want me to be. So you're like a lawyer, really. I, I mean, it's like, it's a, you know, Pat bills on the hour. I mean, he bills $800 an hour. <laughs> So that's another one of our jokes. Yes. <laughs> he Only, gets to so Only to you. Only to you. So it, 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 in all in all, if everything goes perfectly, what does a time frame look like? What's on the long end of a time frame of getting one citizenship? So long end where there's uh, not too much drive behind it is four years, right? Right now, the way Chicago and all of the other um, consulates 
Well, they're different, but Chicago specifically, right? We'll talk about the one I'm, I'm, I'm involved in. Uh, they issue a citizenship appointments Sunday through Wednesday at midnight Rome time. And the next available date, right? They only issue three appointments every, every day at 5 p.m. our time, midnight Rome time. And they're gone within three seconds. So, and they issue them right now. They're two years out. Right. So your appointment right now will be two years out. And then from your appointment, the consulate by law has two years to process your application. So um, in the case of uh, a, a client of mine, he had an appointment for uh, August 2023. Right. But there uh, situations arose where people canceled or. Uh, there, there was additional appointments that were released. He has now moved up his appointment with a little drive or with the, the services of myself. We found an appointment available in May, right? So he's just shaved off 18 months time wow. in this process by having a little drive. And ch- like, so when I went through that and I was looking for an appointment, there was a lot more cancellations, right? Because people had to go to Chicago and actually have the appointment in person. So if you couldn't make that appointment, they were canceling. You had to cancel because otherwise you get in bad status with the consulate by having an appointment that you didn't show up for and they'll cancel your account, right? So at that time, you'd get a cancellation in Chicago all the time. So I was just checking this website 40, 50 times a day looking for an appointment. Sure, your employer likes that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We'll leave them out of it. (laughs) So it was on breaks. uh, At night, right? At night. Right, right. I was able to pick up an appointment for two weeks out from when I was checking because I had all my documents procured and I was ready to go. So I found that appointment. Now that people are doing email appointments, they're not canceling. They're not canceling. They just let them slide. And and uh, when we get back into the in-person appointments, that's when you'll see stuff open up a little bit more. Nick, it sounds like if there if there is any way for someone to gain Italian citizenship, you will figure that out. Absolutely. That's what I was doing. I was born here to make more Italians. That's the reason why <laughs> I, w- I was born and put on this earth. So you, you Sicilians all stick together. I I, I, I I don't get it. It's kind of it's this cultish thing. But uh um, in, in, we, we are based in Omaha, Nebraska and people may not know this, but there's a, there's a very large Italian, uh, population in Omaha and, and Omaha is pretty unique because of, because of, of a couple of things, the railroad and the meatpacking industry, right? I mean, we have a, a very large Italian, um, um, uh, population. We have a very large Polish population, very large, very large Czechoslovakian. Uh, I mean, Omaha really was a melting pot of a lot of different, cultures and it, it's not divided that much it used to be in neighborhoods it's not so much anymore sure uh but but i do think people i, I mean when you see ancestry and the 23 and me's and everybody discovering their where they came from and what their what their history is this this motivates a, a lot of people but now let's turn the tables because pat is is thinking about becoming an italian citizen when or if he does his wife is what what, what is she swedish Swedish and French. Swedish and French. So can can Amy Campania now become an Italian citizen? So she will be an Italian citizenship <laughs> upon his recognition. Okay, but does right? she get a passport? 
Negative. Okay. Not right away. But she will be considered an Italian citizenship. Her path to citizenship is different than Pat's, right? Okay. She would be in the classification called jury matrimonial, right? Right by marriage. So in 2018, however you want to look at it, fortunately for Italians, they, 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 a lot of them like this law. Uh, they implemented a language clause for the spouse, right? So you, she will have to be certified in Italian language at the B1 level, right? There's about four universities that can issue that kind of classification. So yes, she will be an Italian citizen. Will she get it? It depends on if she learns the Italian language. It, that, and that was implemented in 2018. Uh, so that being said, if Pat moves over to Italy, she will not be thrown out of the country because she will have a special status of being married to a citizen. And then speak to the, the next question that I think the listeners would want to know is, is our children. Speak to the children that are minors and those that are already adults. Because you said your children got their passports, correct? We have not got their passports yet, right? So they are, through my process, because my children are minors, they are, I, I filed their birth certificates when I went through the application, and they were recognized the same time I was. Uh, we haven't got their passports yet because my trip to Italy is, I hope to have the Comuni di Carlentini issue them their passports in Sicily. I thought that would be a great experience for them and and something they'll be able to to cherish uh, with them. So I'm holding off on theirs for now. I may end up getting them to Chicago, but uh, if, if doors open up uh, to, to Sicily here soon, we'll be going over there and getting them from there. Um, if you go through this process and you're, you have adult children, right? They will now uh, have to get their own appointment and um, go through the process just like you did. The good thing there is if your adult children can uh, use the same consulate, they piggyback off your application. All they have to do is provide photocopies of all the documents you submitted. And this sounds like a bureaucratic paperwork nightmare. It is. It is. And that's why you need I know a guy, right? Yep. It, it, it is. It is something that is uh, very bureaucratic, very um, uh, discrepancy oriented, right? You have to know what discrepancies are, quote unquote, acceptable to the consulate or not. And, and so really you're playing by Italian law here, right? Because we've had so many people on this podcast over the last, what, five, six years that we've done this, right? That we have expatriates who, who, who immigrate to Italy and they talk about the bureaucratic nightmare of getting a visa, just doing everything. And, and it's, so this really isn't an American government thing. It, it's, it's an Italian government thing. 100 percent. Right. I am. I am. I am using my uh, American documents. And the reason why you need that last certification, right, you get a certified copy of your birth certificate. You need that apostille from the state of Nebraska, the secretary of state to put that uh, apostille on there for the Italian government to recognize uh, that document. So once I filed all my applications and, and, and I was approved and recognized, I talked to the Comune di Carlentini, the, the city offices there in, in Carlentini, Sicily, and I asked them for my birth certificates, right? 
they issued my birth certificate from Carlantini. It looks, I, I have a birth certificate from Italy, and that's what proves you're an Italian citizenship. You have, as an Italian citizen, you have to keep them notified of all of your life events, right? If you get divorced, if you get married, if you have a kid, all of that stuff, just like you do in America, now you have to do it with Italy, right? You are an Italian citizen. You're going to vote. I voted in my first Italian election. They, they send me a, a referendum on, do I want the Italian parliament reduced by 300 members? That was my first voting experience. Was it yes? It was yes. Less. <laughs> yes. Nice less government. Nice right? Right. Um, well, you brought something up. Did that ballot come in Italian? And you mentioned the language. Can you speak a lick of Italian? I, I, I can understand. Uh, I, I've looked at enough Italian records where I understand the uh, nomenclature on those records. Right. I can read an Italian birth certificate. I can read Italian marriage certificate. Um, a lot of them are in the calligraphy writing. That's difficult to read for, for some. So uh, can I speak it? No. Do I understand some when I hear it? Yes. But um, the, the, the voting ballot does come in Italian, and it's issued by your consulate. They'll send you a letter with the referendum. You check your box. You put it in the prepaid envelope. It mails back to the consulate. They record your vote. It's 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 a it, you get engaged in more. I have on my news feed. I'm engaged in more Italy news. I know that uh, th their presidents and and when their elections are. It's it's a fun process. See, Pat, this is this is why you need to get your citizenship because every time you get something in the mail from Italy, it's a parking ticket because you can't park with the crap over there. Well, yeah, well, I think we've all experienced. I haven't. The I haven't ticket. got a. I have not got a parking. Well, that's because you pawn off my renting the car every time. Every time, Nick, you are a wealth of information. I, I want you. I want to give you a, a an opportunity just to tell anybody listening to this podcast. Uh, what's your message to them if they're at all interested in pursuing this, even just a little bit? So my my reason for doing this is for the recognition of your ancestors that brought us here, right? I have th two generations ahead of me that were born in America, right? I have endless generations before them that were born in Italy. Those names to my family, those people were lost, right? Nobody knew anything further than my dad's grandfather. I mean, my, the, the place of my mom's grandmother was lost. They didn't know where she was from. They thought it was one place. It was someplace completely different, right? The, will I ever utilize Italian, my Italian citizenship? I hope so, right? I'm 38. I got three little kids. I have obligations here. Do I hope to one day buy a place and reside in Italy for a part of time? Yes, 100%. But why I did it is to reconnect to my roots, right? That was lost in my family. Like they didn't know the names, the places. No one visited the grave at Holy Sepulcher on Leavenworth Street. They didn't even know it was there. Reconnect to your past. It is a rewarding experience. Uh, my, my great grandfather came here in 1906, died in 1935. There were 
thousands of Italians coming here at that time and all naturalizing, right? They were all becoming U.S. citizens to assimilate to, for whatever reasons, for the benefit of their jobs. It was something that I believe he cherished and he wanted to hold on to his Italian citizenship. Did he know it would be passed down to his great, great granddaughter and she may benefit from that someday? No, never crossed his mind. But that's what he did. That's what he did for my family, right? And it is appreciation that uh, my older daughter is now in Italian language classes and is more interested in that than she is in her, her normal studies. So uh, what you think you might get from this, whether or not you're going to reside in Italy or, or, or go to college or work, the rewarding experience may come from a completely different uh, avenue than what you thought was going to come from it. So the Italian citizenship process isn't just about becoming a citizen. It's reconnecting your roots. It's finding stuff that was lost by generations. You lose this stuff within one generation, right? Within one generation, uh, names are forgotten. You know, my dad knew nothing about his grandfather, right? He knew he came from Italy. And because he died 20 years before my dad was born. So uh, it, it just wasn't discussed. And, 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 and I have helped bring that back to life for my family. And I want to do that for other people. So when it comes to, you know, my services for people, you know that I am an invested, I am invested in this just as much as you are. I want to, I want to help people rediscover their past. And that's what this is about. Pat, you know what I can say now? What's what's that, Trevor? I can say I know a guy. <laughs> he can't help me because I, I, I don't have any, uh, I don't have the right blood in me, but he can help you because you know a guy, right? Amazing. Uh, Nick, thank you. Thank you, guys. Everybody listening now knows a guy. And Nick, real quickly, uh, give your contact information. The, the links are going to be in the description on the website and on the Podbean page as well. But give your contact information one more time, please. So Facebook is I Know a Guy Citizenship and Genealogy Research. Uh, Instagram is I Know a Guy 27. And email is I Know a Guy at jibalisco.org. So everybody knows a guy. If this is something you want to uh, consider, uh, reach out to Nick. Uh, he takes clients from all over the country, and he's here to serve you to discover your roots and preserve that history uh, within your family. Uh, and, you know, you just heard Facebook pages. Uh, go ahead and like the Total Tuscany Facebook page. It's easy to search, just Total Tuscany. Same thing on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have time, give this podcast alike. Write us a short review. It just needs to be two or three sentences because the more people that uh, like it, the more people that give us a review, the more people that can find us. Listen, I know everybody's connected to somebody they know who is Italian, okay? Share this podcast. Take the time. Share it with your family members. Share it with friends who you know may be interested in this. This is one of the most fascinating conversations we've had in some time, Pat. It really is. And I think it's going to help a lot of people reconnect with their, with I, their history. You know, I think it helps people connect with a place they, that's their home. And they're going home. And so now it's time for you to go home. Thanks for listening on this edition of the Total Tuscany Podcast. <laughs>